I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to have our final say before the 2023 NRL Grand Final kicks off today. So our full preview, all of our same game multis, our bets and whatnot. And I think I've got a few good ones lined up for you today. Uh, but it has been a huge week here on the Rugby League Guru Podcast leading up to the biggest game of the season. The Penrith Panthers trying to make history to win their third premiership in a row. The Brisbane Broncos uh, looking to end a premiership drought since 2006. Obviously coached by Wayne Bennett, captained by Darren Lockyer. They farewelled the great Shane Webke that night. Got very close in 2015, but we all know the heartbreak that that one ended in. Hopefully for you Brisbane Broncos fan, it ends differently tonight. Night. Really interesting situation. It, uh, it kind of feels like what the 2020 Grand Final felt like for me. You had the Melbourne Storm, who had just been so consistent, so dominant for so long, um, taking on the young Penrith Panther side, who was the team on the rise. They were they were hot shit, heap of talent. They'd won a heap of games in a row. They were hard to handle. But you just thought, is the big stage going to get the better of them? And funnily enough, it takes me all the way back to 2006 as well. The last time the Broncos won, you had you know, Lockyer, Webke, Hodges, all, like these experienced campaigners running around for the Brisbane Broncos, seven receiver. And then you had this young Melbourne Storm side, this hot shot side of young fellas coming through, Slater, uh, Smithy, Inglis, these sort of guys that were coming through at that time. And we all know how both of those grand finals played out. Obviously, the more experienced side, the side that had been there and done it before, you know, the Darren Lockyer's of the world, the Cameron Smiths of the world in 2020, they managed to get the job done. So coming in as the young, hotshot side with a heap of momentum and whatnot, it can all change on grand final day when you come up against an experienced and hardened side, especially an experienced and a hardened forward pack. And I think that was really evident when you look back at that 2006 grand final, Petro, Webke, the 
these sort of guys, just absolute legends of the game. Tony Carroll, um, these sort of fellas, even 2020, you know, your Jesse Bromwiches, the, these sort of guys, just experienced campaigners who had been there and done it before, going up against a younger pack. And, you know, it can just make such a difference. And, you know, both of those games, you know, n- neither was like a huge blowout or, or whatsoever. You know, both teams were in the contest, but you could tell the hardened side they were there for war, yeah, and the other boys just sort of getting used to the experience. You hear all these guys talk about grand final week as well, just how much it can eat up and whatnot. You know, we've seen the Broncos boys on social media and whatnot enjoying themselves. Reese Walsh responded to a fan the other day. I saw Kevin Walters and Adam Reynolds the other day at the grand final lunch, and to me, they look very calm. The players on stage thought the Kevy was the most uptight they'd ever seen, which I find I found hard to believe. But grand final week plays a big role, and these Penrith Panthers boys, uh, they just know it inside out. They just know what they're doing from the time that, that that whistle blew on Saturday, Friday, whenever the hell it was, all the way until kickoff. And realistically, they know the routine until the final whistle goes and getting the trophies, all that sort of stuff. So the Penrith Panthers definitely in the box seat as far as that goes, but it's a two-horse race. This is the beauty of rugby league. Everyone out there's got two arms, two legs. It's all about who plays the best on the day. And realistically, one team could play at 85% of their best day and the other team could play at 90%. The team at 90 could win this game 13 plus. That's how good these two teams are that they are at. If they're at the best and you're just 5% off, you could get blown away in this game very, very quickly. Obviously, two very differing styles to some extent. I think both are very good defensive sides. Uh, I think the Penrith Panthers, obviously, the better defensive side, especially on the big stages. We haven't really seen the Broncos tested yet, in my opinion. But the reality is they can only play who's put up against them. And they haven't been able to play a team like the Panthers in finals footy. They've been tremendous. You have to judge them off that, but I do think this Penrith Panthers defense will be a completely new intensity that these guys aren't used to, and I think the Panthers defense today on grand final day, I genuinely think it will be much more intense than even what these Queensland boys have faced in the state of origin arena. I think that what the Penrith Panthers do it as a unit is much better defensively than what the Blues throw at the Queensland Maroons, for example. As crazy as that sounds, but I stand by it. So it is going to be a huge test for them. On the other side of the park, the Penrith Panthers going up against this side, you know, if you have a look at their game last week, they offloaded the ball more than they have the entire season. You would have to think that's going to play a role today. You would have to think the Brisbane are going to come in here and try and move the ball around, try and make the Penrith Panthers uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, when we're talking about coaches' clipboard, it's been the key word this entire final series for whoever plays the Panthers. You have to make them uncomfortable. No one's really been able to do it. You have a look, look over the last few years, the only thing that's really been able to make them uncomfortable is the Parramatta Eels because of their ball movement around the forward pack. Now, if you have a look at the Brisbane Broncos. They have the ability to do that. But once again, we came into this grand final last year with this Parramatta Eels side that have beaten them on a number of occasions, been very impressive against them. They had this big forward pack and Fisher-Harris and Liotta just went, okay, I'm going to do my boots up today and I'm here to fuck up Parramatta. And they absolutely gave it to them. I remember sitting back after that grand final going, well... That Parramatta pack looked terrible on this big stage. They could not handle the intensity that the Panthers came at them with. And this is where it's going to be the big, big test for the Brisbane Broncos. Payne Haas, Paddy Carrig, and Tommy Flegler, they have to match these guys. I would argue they have been the best front row pairing in the NRL this season, those three. But you've obviously got the the Panthers boy who's who's set such a high bar, and they don't tend to hit that high bar before September. But over the last few weeks, you've seen them warming up, and I guarantee you they will be ready to go. This team has played, what, two games of footy in the last four weeks? They're fresh. They're ready to go. They understand the big stage. They know how to handle it. So it's going to be an absolute war out there, and I cannot wait to watch it tonight. I genuinely do think... 
This has the ability to be one of the great grand finals the other, uh, that we've ever seen. Uh, Timmy sort of make a tongue-in-cheek comment on Bloke in a Bar on Monday, but I think there is a bit of truth to it that I think realistically we know what the Penrith Panthers are, are, are going to play like, same as we knew what the Broncos were going to do in 06. We knew what the Melbourne Storm were going to do in 2020. It just depends if the other side is able to match it with them. You go back to that Melbourne side in 2006, probably they were probably taken up by the moment a little bit. I heard Cooper Cronk talking about it. They learned so much from that and went on with it. You look at the 2020 grand final of the Panthers, they just got blown out early. They just weren't able to match the intensity. Once they got themselves into the game, they started to score a lot of points. They got pretty close to the Melbourne Storm side, and I've always said it, if it wasn't for Cameron Smith playing in that game, today the Penrith Panthers, they're playing for their fourth premiership in a row. It just took an all-time legend and that sort of experience to change the game. Same as Darren Lockyer back in the 2006 grand final. Looking at this game, I just, I cannot wait to watch how it plays out. For me, I look at the Brisbane Broncos, and I think, okay, how can they win this game of football. For me, it has to be the first 30 minutes. We just mentioned uh, Flegler, Haas, uh, Paddy Carrigan. These guys, they have to come out fucking going. They have to be absolutely exploding through the start of it. You look at their last game that they played. Um, the Panthers won that one 15-6, I think it was. Uh, but to be fair, I think the Broncos only had 42% possession. I think Adam Reynolds didn't feature in that one as well. So there are a few things to consider there that you would have to think the possession does probably even up in this game. But with the way that the Panthers is complete and with the way that the, the, the Brisbane have the ability to turn over a lot of football and make a lot of errors, you might not get much more than 45% realistically. So you have to make it count with what you've got at the end of the day. In that first 30 minutes, it's going to be key. When you have a look at that game back in, in I think it was round 15 as well, where the, where the Panthers won that one, I think it was 15-6, to six. Um, you look at Payne Haas. So over the entire season, he averaged about 188 running metres per game. Um, in his last two games that he's lost, and he's only lost two of his last 12 games, uh, one of those games was against the Gold Coast Titans where Tino really went toe-to-toe with him. He only ran for 130 metres in that game. Uh, the other game that he lost was, of course, this game against the Penrith Panthers. They kept him to just 101 metres. That is just about unheard of. And 80 less metres than what he does on average per game. So the Panthers, they obviously came into that game with a plan. Okay, we need to put the Wendt Blanket over Payne Haas. We can't let him get momentum. And personally, I think that will be plan A for the Penrith Panthers. We've seen many grand finals in the past where teams come in with key strike weapons and good teams will take away your plan A. I think plan A heavily revolves around Payne Haas being the absolute monster that he is. Liotta, Fisher-Harris, that they're going to try and absolutely kick the door down and punch Payne Haas in the face in the first few minutes. Now, the thing that worries me with Payne Haas a little bit, he's had a tremendous season. I think he's one of the best front rows we've ever seen, but he still has to do it on big stages. State of origin, he, he's done well, but he hasn't really been the most dominant front rower like he is in club land. And I do wonder if against these experienced front row forwards, if he's going to be able to go to that level. Everything sort of tells us that that he can, everything we've seen this year. But just looking at his numbers in origin and stuff like that, he is going to have to really step it up because this is going to be an intensity that he probably hasn't seen before for me outside of state of origin where they have managed to contain him pretty well, in my opinion. You have a look at his origin numbers and whatnot. They're nowhere near as dominant as Clubland, nor should they be, but they probably are a little bit lower than what you would hope. And my general eye test... 
He was better this series, there's no doubt about it, but he really hasn't established himself as the guy in the Origin Arena. He had that fight with Tino, I think two years ago, which really, which told me, okay, he's got he's got the intensity to be there, he loves it, but he hasn't been able to really dominate it as a front row forward yet. So it's going to be a huge test for him. As I said, he was kept at just 101 metres in their last game. So big, big test for Payne Haas, and those Panthers boys, they'll be coming at him, especially in that first 30 minutes. Kevin Walters is going to have to make a decision here. Does Carrigan and Haas, do they play huge minutes, or do they give these guys a spell to try and bring them back on for impact. That's where I do worry about this Broncos side, that there's a bit of a drop-off when you go to their bench, but their starters can play huge, huge minutes as well. So, interesting to see how Kevy handles that. The Panthers, you know what they're going to do. They're going to get to minute 25, 27. Liotta's going to come off. Uh, then they're going to get to minute about 33, 34, 35, and you're going to see James Fisher-Harris come off. Then you'll have, you know, the boys coming off the bench. Spencer Lenu, who, you know, he's, he, he could start in either of these sides. He is just an absolute weapon Spencer and he will come on and generate a heap of momentum and that's where it's going to be up to Paliasia and these sort of guys to really match it with them. You have a look at that game for the Brisbane Broncos against the Panthers last time they played. As I said Payne Haas, his, his, average, his run meters in that game were at, a, were at a season low but his tackles were at a season high so there is no doubt whatsoever the Penrith Panthers, they know what they're doing. I said this a few weeks ago, they're going to send a heap of traffic at AFB and these sort of guys through the middle at half time. They'd all made like 25 to 30 tackles. It was ridiculous I think they're going to really test out Payne Haas today. They're going to force him to do a lot of defensive work. It's going to be hotter than what Payne Haas is usual is used to as well when he's playing. So it's going to be 30-degree heat. They're going to force Payne Haas to make a heap of tackles. Seen a lot of people with him as their Clive Churchill medalist. Personally... I'm not seeing it. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get on top of this uh, Panther side. People have said, you know, he'll make 45 tackles. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he will. But I think the Penrith Panthers will be more than happy to force him to make 45 tackles because I think they're going to really try and gas him out in this heat and force him to get up and down and up and down. Just repeat efforts on repeat efforts on repeat efforts. And I think the Penrith Panthers, they'll be doing everything they possibly can to keep the ball in play. As much as these Broncos boys can play big minutes and they are fantastic, you want to keep the ball in play. You want to keep tiring them out. You want to force Kevin Walters' hand to bring on these bench guys because that's where the intensity drops. And I think that's where you'll see the Panthers. That's where they'll really start to click up a gear if they see that play out. Um, winning the opening 30 for Brisbane, obviously very important. I think kicking early, we've spoken about a lot with this Panthers side, and it's hard to do because you have to be in the contest to be able to do it. But they've also got a halfback who can overcome a forward pack, not completely winning the ruck in Adam Reynolds. He can win a lot with his kicking game. The Panthers will be aware of it, but it is something that has shaken this team up over the last few years, kicking early. And it might be the best way to turn momentum. If they're not winning the middle, your kicking game has to be key. And this is where Adam Reynolds can play a huge part in this. Um, we've spoken about it quite a bit this week. Second phase footy. They are going to have to offload the ball. They are going to have to try and make the Penrith Panthers uncomfortable. It's the reality of the situation. You're going to have to have late offloads. If you're just getting through your set, kicking on last, trying to bash them through the middle, Penrith go good as gold. We'll just put it in fucking comfortable mode. We're fine here. We know we're going to outlast you. It's going to be a hot game, long game. The crowd's going to be getting to you. The week's going to be catching up to you during the game. We're good as gold here. This is where we're comfortable. You're asking 2020 right now. You've got to offload the ball. You've got to move the ball. And you even look back to when the Panthers did start to get on the top of the Melbourne Storm in the 2020 Grand Final, for example, they started to offload. They started to move the ball, take a few risks. Got to start to back themselves. I think the Brisbane Broncos need to do that from the start today. First 20 minutes, fine. Really bash through the middle. Just try and keep with them. But then after that, they need to start engaging Reese Walsh. Get some second phase footy. Billy Walters, we saw it last week. And yeah, have a look at the tries they've actually scored against the Panthers this year. A lot of it has been second phase footy unstructured play, where it's it's, it's a little bit more instincts and 
instead of just defensive structure. Because if you're just going to throw shape at them, they'll be fine. They'll be good as gold. I think last time they played, there was a late offload that Billy Walters got. He sort of ran instead of passing it. It, it. it was actually a poor play, but he spun around. He got out of a mistake. He got an offload. They kicked deep. Herbie managed to score. The next one, Adam Reynolds got it out the back, faked a kick, threw a pass. They caught Stephen Crichton going for the intercept. So twice, and he wasn't far off, to be fair. He was very, very close to taking it. But two sort of like slightly unorthodox tries that they've scored, and I think they're going to have to do so. Whether it be fake kicks, offloads, whatever it might be, they're going to have to throw something different at this Penrith mob. But when you are playing a lot of second-phase footy, when you're, when you're offloading the ball, moving the ball, especially on a hot day like this, this is the thing that I think people underappreciate is that when it's wet, people go, oh, fuck, sl- slippery ball and all that. And yeah, no doubt that, that that has an impact on the game. But these footballs nowadays, they're designed to be able to use in, in the wet. When, when they're really... When the time they're really difficult to move when you talk to players is when you're sweaty, when it's hot and there's a lot of um, sweat all over the ball. That's when it gets even harder to handle. So just something to keep in mind for this game today, your ball handling. I think the Panthers will keep it reasonably... Like, I think they'll keep it very tight to start. I think you'll see them do their normal stuff, turning Scotty Sorensen under, turning Liam Martin under, sending them back at those big boys, force them to do a heap of work early. They'll bash the middle. You'll get the third and fourth tackle. Dylan Edwards will jump into dummy half. He'll start to take off. So if you let the Panthers get into that rhythm, they're going to blow you away. You have to get them uncomfortable. Kick early, second phase footy. That will lead to errors, though. We know that with the Brisbane Broncos. They've done it all season. And errors, I think we look at them constantly as a negative sort of thing. But you look at this side of the Brisbane Broncos, they make errors because they're taking shots at you. And that's what they need to do today against the Penrith Panthers. They have to take shots at them. They can't get into this grind bullshit with them. They've got the ability to take shots. They've got strike everywhere across this park. They have to take shots at them and just hope that they land as many of them as they can. If they play their best footy, they will land the vast majority of them. We've seen it all year, but they have to take risks. They have to offload the ball and they have to defend those errors. Defending those errors is going to be key. There's 14 other teams in this competition that you can offload at will, you can make errors and they won't make you pay for it. This Panther side, they will. Most teams, you make an error, you might get the ball back in 90 seconds for the Brisbane Broncos. This Panthers team, you can make an error and not see that ball for another nine minutes. If Nathan Cleary really gets into his gear and he starts kicking early forcing line dropouts laying tries on can get ugly very quickly they've got to defend their errors they're going to make errors yeah they need to accept that and I'm sure they will but it's how they defend them it's how they defend that next set because you know the Panthers as soon as they see a little bit of blood they just go to another level one error and they go okay this is the time to strike the Penrith Panthers, how can they win? As I said, I think they've got to limit Payne Haas. I think that, that that will be a big, big emphasis for them. It obviously was the last time they played and it worked well for them. I really wouldn't be surprised to see Payne Haas go under, you know, 140-odd run meters here. I think that they want his tackle count to be as high as possible. They want his his run meters to be as low as possible, and I think that'll be the aim. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Payne Haas hits 50-odd tackles today. I think they will force him to do a heap of work in the heat. I think it makes complete sense. Pat Carrigan will be similar, but I think Payne Haas is the big one that they plan to get at, and I, I, I think it makes complete sense, and it's, you know, it sounds, sounds so easy. It's harder to do in real life, but the Panthers have showed time and time again they make this stuff look easier. As I said, I think they're going to really be, be really punchy through the middle. I think they'll be turning Scotty Sorensen under, turning Liam Martin under, even Crito and um, Tungo Brian Toto, turning these guys under, sending them back at the middle, getting guys with feet coming back in the middle against a tired ruck, forcing tackles, and then you'll see Dylan Edwards jumping into dummy half and just taking off and scooting. The exact 
the exact blueprint that they used to tire out AFB, Torhu the other day, I think it'll be very similar. And in this heat, I think it'll be even more effective, to be honest with you. And you know the Panthers are not going to make too many errors. They're not going to turn over too much pill. They're just going to bash through the middle and just chip away at these big Broncos forwards, which are the key to all their momentum. Um, kicking to Jesse Arthurs. I think this is going to be a very, very big part of their game. For me, I think that they will be kicking to Jesse Arthurs, not because he's got errors in him or anything like that. I just personally think they'll be kicking to Arthurs and they'll be looking to bury him in that corner. I think that, that'll be the game plan. I think Nath Cleary, he'll be willing to give away five or six metres on depth just to be able to get down there and make that dominant tackle. Brian Toto, Isaac Tungo, Liam Martin, these sort of guys, they'll be leading the kick chase down that side. They'll bury him. And then the big emphasis will be that next tackle. Now, for me, I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and keep Herbie Farmworth in that corner all day. The last time they played, Herbie ran for 250 metres. Yeah, he was on fire. And you've seen him over the last few weeks. Dallium centre of the year, he's been tremendous. He, he generates a lot of momentum for this Broncos side. He's their Brian Toto. So I think the Penrith Panthers will look at them and go, hey, they're two big metres guys, Payne Haas through the middle, and Herbie Farmworth coming out of their own end. He's the guy that we need to stop. And that's where I think Liam Martin's going to be really, really key in this game. I think it's going to be his job to lead the line speed after that first First kick, get up and absolutely whack Herbie. And I reckon he's going to put a big shot on him at some point today. So just keep an eye on that. I think Nate Cleary will kick to the right quite a bit. I think it'll also take Selwyn Cobbo out of the game a little bit. It means Selwyn's got to come all the way over to, to the other side of the footy uh, to get involved, uh, which I'm, I'm not quite sure if he will. I don't think Staggs will. I think Staggs has shown us you know, enough. He pretty much doesn't cross um, the 50% mark. He, he will just stay out there. So you take out a lot of their strike and it just makes it harder and harder uh, for this forward pack to get back there. You will obviously kick to Jesse Arthurs, make that tackle. Then you'll have one of Reese Walsh or Herbie Farmworth. Probably both of them as a combo coming back there. Kurt Capewell coming back as well. Good as gold. I'm, I'm fine to deal with that. And that Panthers defense, you'll see the outside defenders around the... Um, around the goalposts and whatnot, they'll get up really quickly. I, I, I tip like Nathan Cleary, Jerome Lloyd, they will lead that chase there, getting up to try and stop that spread out, out to Tony Staggs and Selwyn Cobber. They're going to umbrella them. They're going to really pressure them. They might give away a penalty or two th throughout the game trying to do it, but I think that, that there will be a big emphasis on putting them in that back right corner and keeping them there. Don't let them spread the ball to get themselves out of trouble. Make them work hard. Make them toil out of it. Make their forwards get back and have to take a hit up on second or third tackle on their own 20 or 30. I think that'll be the plan. I think you saw the Warriors try and execute it the other day. Weren't quite able to, but I think that this Panther side, they will really, really be able to do it, and I think they'll do it well. I think Jesse Arthur is going to have to take a lot tonight. He obviously dropped the ball early last week, but he has been very safe throughout this season, so I think he'll be okay there. And I don't think they're targeting him for drop balls. But I do think they're targeting him so that they can try and take Herbie Farmworth out of the game and limit his impact. Uh, and then, as I said, those outside defenders around the sticks, they'll be moving up quickly uh, to stop that early spread and really try and keep them in a box coming out of their own end, the Brisbane Broncos, hopefully for some errors there. Um, now, defending Reese Walsh, how do you do it? I, honestly, I think it comes to slowing the momentum through the middle. If you let him get on the front foot like, like he has all year and let him get to the outside of defenders, it's going to be really tough. For me, I look at Reese Walsh. I think his strike edge is down that right side. I think that's where he does his best work, as he has over the last few weeks. Can attack down the left, no doubt about it. But I look at the Broncos' left side attack, and unless Reese Walsh throws that cutout ball to Jesse Arthurs, um, it essentially goes to just to um, Herbie Farmworth, and he steps off, off his left foot. They're not as structured down 
around that side. That side doesn't worry me as much. It's that right side you really got to worry about with Jordan Ricky, Adam Reynolds, um, and Katoni Staggs and Selwyn Cobbo, who obviously can be the most destructive right side in rugby league on their day. The key is going to be Stephen Crichton. He's going to have to have a big defensive game here. I genuinely think Crit has been moved to left centre over the last few weeks solely to stop Reese Walsh in the grand final. I think Ivan Cleary knew that at some point they're going to have to come up against him. They're going to have to counter him. And I think he's gone with his biggest big game player, Stephen Crichton, to handle that job. And you've seen this year, he's come up, put some big shots on. The test for Penrith will, will be that, you know, the Brisbane Broncos... They don't just have a bang average halfback. They've got one of the best halfbacks in the game who will see what Stephen Crichton's doing. Whatever his plan is, he will pick it apart very, very quickly. And then that's when he'll start to execute, whether it be the cut ball straight to Katoni Stacks, whether it be the chip over the top, the grubber in behind. Dylan Edwards is going to have to be working. Taruva's going to have to follow Stephen Crichton's call. And they're going to have to believe in each other, which is their big, big key to the Penrith Panthers. They have so much trust and faith in each other. That, that left edge for the Panthers, huge defensive effort. I think that if they can win the battle over the right side, I think the Penrith Panthers win this grand final. I think Stephen Crichton's one of the most important guys coming into that grand, into this grand final. The other guy on that edge is Scotty Sorensen. He's a guy that moves laterally very well, very fit, very quick. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how him and Crichton work together to be able to match up on uh, Reese Walsh in this game. I think it's a big advantage that uh, the Panthers have over the Broncos, especially their edge defense because Payne Haas is so dangerous. Liam Martin and Scotty Sorensen, laterally, they are just so quick. Jordan Rickey and Kurt Cable, not so much. If, if, if you had Reese Walsh going up against those two, I'd be a little bit worried. But I think Scotty Sorensen, he's been tremendous all year defensively. He's been fantastic. Fit as a fiddle, quick laterally. It's what you need to handle Reese Walsh on those edges. Um, keep the ball in play. We already spoke about it. The Brisbane Broncos have got this huge pack that's extremely dominant. They're going to be playing in very hot weather today. You're going to force them to make more tackles than they ever had. You're going to smash them through the middle. I think the Nath will be trying to kick it to Jesse Arthurs, force him to catch it, not let the ball go out, make him catch it, make them come out of their own hand, keep turning them over. I think Dylan Edwards, he'll be putting a big emphasis on not letting that ball bounce today and also not letting the ball go out. I think he'll want to keep it in as much as he can and let Brian Toto and Taruva do their thing. And then Critter, Tungo, all smashing the middle. I think ball in play for as long as they possibly can. I think it suits the Penrith Panthers. They've obviously got the interchanges to be able to bring guys on. And honestly, their intensity, it doesn't drop off all that much. The Broncos, though, it's a little bit different. So if you can gas Carrigan, Flegler, Payne Haas in particular, and bring on your Palacio, your Pia Curas, they're good footballers, but I don't think they're quite ready for that intensity that the Penrith Panthers bring. Tire out those big boys early, get them exhausted, get them gassed, get their ass falling out early. It'll only get hotter as the game goes on. Crowd will start to play its role, and then the Panthers can get on top. For me... How do I think this game plays out? I think it'll be really close. I reckon at halftime, I'm going to go in with like an eight-all sort of scoreline. I think it'll be very tight early, but I think the Panthers, they will just smash the middle and they'll almost play a boring brand of footy early. I think they'll really go hard at Payne Haas, force him to make a heap of tackles, as I've said. Keep his, keep, keep his run meters down, tackles high, really start to gas these guys out. And then I think in the second half, you'll see the Penrith Panthers start to take over. I think it'll be like eight-all or eight-four or something at halftime um, to either side, and then I think in the second half you'll see the Penrith Panthers start to come over the top. A bit like the 2002 Grand Final we spoke about earlier during the week. I think the Roosters they came home late and scored a few points. I don't think the Panthers will score as many points. I'm tipping about a 22 points to 8 victory. I think they score 2 or 3 tries in the second half and I think their hallmark defense in the second half, I think they keep the Brisbane Broncos quiet in the second half and I think that experience will really start to play a role in the second half, especially in the forward pack. I can see the Panthers starting to 
get back over the top. When, when Liotta and Fish come back on for their second stint, that's where I can see the Panthers just going to another level. They might even find they leave Spencer Lino on at the same time to really f- play a power forward game and really go hard at them. So I think they do score some points late and they start to stack some points in the second half. For me, try scorers that I like in this game. As I said, I think Penrith win this one 22 points to eight. So I've literally written down who I think is going to score tries. I think the Panthers will probably score um, three tries. I think Nath Cleary takes a few penalty goals when he can. I think he kicks all of his goals. So the guys I'm looking at, I like Stephen Crichton to score in his fourth grand final in a row. He's at $2.40. Isaac Tungo tipped him on bloke in a bar during the week. Obviously, very disappointing last week with that missed tackle. Bounce back with, I think, two tries. though. I think he will cross today. I think that Liam Martin, uh, uh, potentially like a Liam Martin offload at some point. Nath Cleary finds Isaac Tungo, manages to score in the corner there. So, Stephen Crichton, $2.40. Isaac Tungo, $2.95. Liam, Mar- Liam Martin's my other guy. He's my smoky for a Clive Churchill medal today. Oh, I think he's going to have a fucking enormous game. As I said, stats don't tell the story with Liam Martin, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him cross today. I think it's a big matchup. And we, we mentioned on Bloke on Monday that Liam Martin up against Ezra Mam. Ezra, a slightly smaller body. Defensively, he's been good this year, but he's never he's never been peppered like he's going to be peppered before. And he's got, you know, the fucking last guy in the world, probably outside of Fafita, probably the last guy in the world I want to deal with Liam Martin in this game. And I think he's going to be going at him all game. Nathan Cleary... The, the, the beauty with Nathan Cleary is that when he goes to the line, because he takes so many runs in every single game, you can't hold off him. So he, he's going to get Liam Martin isolated one-on-one. He's going to have Edwards coming out the back. Everyone has to mark their man, and I think they're going to get Ezra Mann one-on-one with Liam Martin on a few occasions here. So I'm going to back Liam Martin across. I think Nathan Cleary puts him over. I think he'll be able to isolate him because Kurt Capewell simply cannot leave the um, marking Nathan Cleary because he runs so much. Stephen Crichton, 240. Isaac Tungo, 295. Liam Martin at $3.80. For the Brisbane Broncos, I'm going to ra- I'm going to back the young whiz kid to score at some point. Rishi Walsh. I reckon he scores in the first half. Gives the Broncos some hope. Gets them up and pumped. Uh, but I do think the Penrith Panthers come home over the top. I think Reese Walsh at $2.80. Really, really nice value there. I think they are going to play second phase footy. There's going to be a lot of offloads. I wouldn't be surprised to see Billy Walters burst through at some point. Potentially find Reese Walsh. When you're playing second phase footy and whatnot. you got teams on the back foot. Your fittest, fastest guy. He will collect points through the middle. I'm going to take Reese Walsh at $2.80 to be the only try scorer for the Brisbane Broncos. So there I've got Stephen Crichton, $2.40. Isaac Tungo, $2.95. Liam Martin, $3.80. And Reese Walsh at $2.80. Now the other one that I noticed... As I said, Stephen Crichton, he is looking uh, to score in his fourth grand final in a row. Uh, you can get first, second, or third try score for Stephen Crichton at $4.20. Really don't mind that value for Stephen Crichton to score one of the first three tries. As I said, I think there's only going to be five-odd tries scored in this game. I think Stephen Crichton at $4.20, going up against that edge with Katoni Staggs and then with Nath Cleary floating down that side. He's a big game player that loves scoring tries, and I do not trust that right edge of the Broncos. You will be able to catch them out. You will be able to beat them. you just got to put Katoni Staggs in decision-making situations, and I think you can get an error out of him there. So Stephen Crichton at $4.20 to score the first, second, or third try. I really like that. I think there's some very, very nice value there at $4.20 for him to score one of those tries. And you might find that second and third try, that could be in the second half anyway. So I think you're going to have plenty of time. I think this one will be tight in the first half. Uh, Clive Churchill medal. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Look, I'm sorry to be boring, guys, but Nathan Cleary at $3.50. Um, I think he's going to execute a very, very simple game plan today. Control the ball, send it through the middle, um, kick to that right-hand side corner, lead the kick chase down there. And as I said, I think there's every chance that he's able to put Stephen Crichton over now that he's playing down that left side. You saw him jump out the back of Jerome Lewis, slightly different shape last week. Uh, I think that they will be going at Katoni Staggs on that side. I think he can put Stephen Crichton over there. If not, target him with a kick as well. That'll be a crack it to if they get a few kicks to that side Selwyn Cobbo and Stephen Crichton in the air that's going to be fucking unreal and then on the other side I love that Nathan Cleary has Liam Martin outside him matched up against Ezra Mam. as I said I really like Liam Martin to score a try in this one I think Nathan Cleary he'll be the guy to put him over I think he'll isolate him in that spot and really go at him hard so Nathan Cleary he's at $3.50 now if you were smart with your money you would have got on him two or three weeks ago he was at about $5.70 almost $6 a few weeks ago that was the time to get on Nath, but I st- still 350. It's not bad. It's probably exactly where he should be. To be fair, I don't think it's huge value or anything. But I do think Nath Cleary comes home with his second Clive Churchill medal in this game. My Smokey, uh, it is Liam Martin. As I said, he's into 19. dollars I think he was 22 the other day. He's a guy to watch. I love that matchup with Ezra Mam, especially being outside Nathan Cleary. I think he will be able to create something there. So he's my little Smokey there, Liam Martin. If the Broncos are to win, Reese Walsh six dollars fifty, very hard to go past. But Pat Carrigan, I think he's going to get through a stack of. Work. I think the Panthers are going to put a big emphasis on stopping Payne Haas. I think it's going to create a lot of opportunities for Pat Carrigan. $14, he is a big game player. I think he's going to be one of the great forwards we've ever seen. I think today is just the beginning. I think he might learn a hard lesson today, but I think this Broncos side, they're building something special, and I think this is going to be a fantastic rivalry over the next few years. But for me, Nathan Cleary, he's my Clive Churchill medalist. I've got Liam Martin as my Smokey from the Penrith Panthers, but I kind of think if Liam Martin has a cracking game, that's probably going to mean... Nate Cleary's had a very good game as well. Reese Walsh, he's the obvious one, but I think if the Broncos are to win, the Wiz kid's going to have to be like Darren Lockyer in 2000 and dominate at fullback. My Smokey from the Broncos, Paddy Carrigan at $14, a true champion. Panthers 22, Broncos 8 is my prediction. Very, very tight going into half time, and then I think they come over the top in the second half. Cracking game coming your way, guys. This is going to be fucking sensational. I'll be on the Instagram page throughout the night giving my live reaction. So make sure you tune in there. Come and follow. It's going to be a fantastic evening. Cannot wait for it. Enjoy your grand final footy, guys. Have a fantastic time. If you're going to have a punt, guys, please gamble responsibly. Please remember, the chances are you will lose. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.